All right, it is Friday night on the fan pregame. Sportsnet is Sportsnet 590, the fan, Eilish Forfar, Justin Cuthbert, and it has been <laughs> a whirlwind. It's been quite a day, It's yeah. been a whirlwind of a day. Maybe a roller coaster as well. Um, whatever way you want to describe it, you felt the emotions. Yeah, what uh, violently, violently jerks you around at, at, at the most frequency? Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of day it has been. So we have a couple things uh, to solidify, some factual things uh, to lead our show with. We have Jeff Blair going to join us in about a minute or two. He ran from the top of the building down to the bottom of the building. So we're, let him ca- we're going to let him catch his breath for a second or two. Um, but what we do know is that conflicting reports, but we know for sure um, from our Ben Nicholson-Smith, who we'll have on later in the show, that Shohei Otani is not in Toronto. He was mm-hmm. not on that plane that we did track and we did watch um, feverishly. And so he is not here. Um, he was at the facility on Monday, which we talked to earlier with Ben. In Dunedin. And we are still finalists, folks. So those are all positive things. But no Shohei in the city of Toronto is a confirmation. Ben Nicholson-Smith, of course, helping us solidify everything. And if we're doing timelines, Jeff Passon reporting uh, earlier or yesterday mm-hmm. that we have a 96-hour window here, which I guess would take us to the end of the weekend. So we're still firmly in the window of when Shohei Otani would sign or choose a team or at least give us some information on what he's planning and plotting at the moment. Okay. Let's bring in Jeff Blair. We were just watching uh, the screens and saw you guys up there breaking it down for us. Uh, We appreciate you coming down for a little bit longer with us. A little bit of a different mood than when we saw you about 65 minutes ago. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I guess a reminder that... uh, Twitter is, yeah. Um, <laughs> Twitter is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, look, it, it, it's odd because we, we haven't seen a baseball player like Shohei Otani before. That goes without saying. We haven't seen a free agency like this before. Um, you know, having covered baseball since 1989, stuff always leaks. We've just come through a winter meetings, and for people who don't, the winter meetings isn't what it used to be. But basically, every team has a suite in the winter meetings headquarters. They have you know, teams meet with each other. You will pick five guys. Okay, your job is to go and meet with the San Francisco Giants today. Then I want you to go meet with the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. You split it up. You talk, you, you try to come to some, some consensus, all this stuff. Literally, everybody in baseball is at the winter meetings. And when nothing happens at the winter meetings, what does everybody at baseball, at baseball do? Well, they go down and hang around the lobby bar. And they drink a lot until 4 or 5 in the morning. And <laughs> so I've been told. Um, the fact that baseball could have gone through Three days of everybody in one place on expense account with nothing to do. In Nashville, too, in, where in you Nashville. can get into some business in <laughs> well, Nashville. Could, although in Opryland, it's... <laughs> but, I mean, the, yeah, this... The fact that we came out of Nashville and nobody really had a sense of, of, of where this was going. Well, I mean, basically, we've had the same four finalists probably since, since Monday, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, honest to God, there are a few things that have happened in baseball where I can look at something and go, I just, I could not believe that happened. I can't, because be- I've been at winter meetings. I can't believe 
that people came out of the winter meetings with no idea where Shohei Otani was going to sign. It is just, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> Clarity for the teams that are not waiting on Shohei Otani may be mm. a great thing because the, the baseball world, despite us waiting on bated breath for Shohei Otani, is moving. There are players that are signing, players are getting moved around, there are teams that are getting better, and yet the Blue Jays, who are still in this 96-hour window that we believe uh, when uh, that'll result in a decision, are waiting and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And that means their baseball team isn't getting better, at least right now. Are there dangers, in your opinion, Jeff, uh, of just being in this race? I mean, I don't think... To me, I think Shohei Otani's worth it. Mm-hmm. Now... If we were doing this or if the Jays were doing this waiting for Cody Bellinger or Heimer Candelario to come to a decision, I'd say, come on, dudes, like pivot, mm. pivot already. Um, to me, Shohei Otani's worth doing this. Um, I look at the players that have gone off the board so far, and I'm a guy, I, lo- I love Juan Soto, would love to have seen Juan Soto here. Juan Soto is not a middle-of-the-order hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays. He makes him a better lineup. He doesn't make them as good as Shohei Otani would make them. Heimer Candelario was a free agent third baseman. He signed uh, with Cincinnati. A lot of people had him linked to Toronto. He's the best third baseman. Uh, no, he's the second best third baseman on a market where Matt Chapman is the best third baseman on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy, Heimer Candelario, that was on waivers before last winter. So I, I look at this and I ask myself, okay, what has happened so far that the Blue Jays haven't been able to get involved in because they've been waiting in Shohei Otani. And I don't think anything's happened so far where I go, oh, man, I mean, I can't believe that they didn't, you know, mm-hmm. that they, they didn't get in on this when they're waiting for Shohei Otani. Now, now, if we start seeing players like Ryan McMahon of Colorado get traded, third baseman, if we start seeing Cody Bellinger go off the board, uh, if we start seeing Jorge Soler go off the board as a free agent, then I think you have to ask yourself, okay, um, how does this team get better next year? Because if you don't get Shohei Otani, the people are going to be upset. Yep. How do you prevent them from getting more upset? You win. And how do you win? Well, you got to be better than you were last year because you were not the best team in the American League last year. Is there a gravitational pull to getting Shohei Otani that might help the Blue Jays grab a couple of those other guys you mentioned? Maybe not even all those guys, but one or two more that might want to play with Shohei Otani? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think it works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball players are going to go where they can make the most money. And, yeah, I, you know, people say, well, I want to go, you know, chance where I have to win, yada, yada. No, you want to go where you're going to make the most money. Um, you want to go where you're going if, if you're a player who is not yet in that position where they can command a lot of money. You want to go someplace where you're going to get to play every day so that theoretically, if you play well, you can make a lot of money. I don't think it has, it will have any impact one way or another on whether Bo or Vladdy resign here or uh, whether any other free agent comes here. I, I think it's just, it's completely... It's, it's just completely removed from that. Just as I don't think that, I don't think that signing Cody Bellinger makes uh, a bunch of players get excited about coming. You know, I want to go and play with Cody Bellinger. I just don't think guys think like that anymore. Uh, chatting with Jeff Blair, Blair and Barker. Um, when, when, how far back 
does this interest in Otani date? I, like, I understand that they had conversations with him those many years ago when he was first right. coming over. Um, but it seemed like this snuck up on a lot of people. It seems it just seemed like a pipe dream before. Yeah, it's not just two weeks ago. And yet, when you when you start to put the pieces together, you can go really conspiracy theory and say, "Hey, they made this decision because of that." Like when you look back at this courtship, how long do you think it dates back to? I think it dates back to this iteration of it. I think it dates back to the trade deadline. Um, I fail to believe that if you're a team that is now in the running for Shohei Otani, you weren't in the running back at the trade deadline. Of course, we know that he wasn't. Uh, we know that he wasn't traded. The Jays are in kind of a unique position in that their pitching is so good. Of all the teams in pursuit of Shohei Otani, they're the one team that doesn't need him to pitch mm-hmm. in order to have a pitching staff that's good enough to to contend for for a, a, a postseason spot. So I think this has been in the works. Uh, I think this has been in, in in the works for a while. As far as sneaking up, look, it, it it snuck up on me only in the sense that I. I thought that Shohei Otani, and I, I not, listen, I don't know Shohei Otani. I, I may have interviewed him once in a group setting. So I don't know anything about what makes the guy tick. Uh, I've operated under the assumption all along he was going to end up with the Dodgers just because it seemed to be the safest thing to do. Um, you know, the Dodgers, we know the Dodgers operated last year like a team that thought they were going to get Shohei Otani. So I've kind of had that in the back of my mind all along. But, you know, the thing we know about this ownership group and this front office is they do spend money. You know, they have... It was talking about this with Kevin because I know they're, they're fans out there. This isn't going to happen. They're going to be deeply, deeply, deeply disappointed. And I said, look, I remember when Interbrew owned the Blue Jays and there was real concern that the team was going to leave town. And there was concern in the commissioner's office that the team was going to leave town. So it's not like this is the darkest day we've ever seen. You know, if, if Shohei doesn't sign here, it's not like it's going to be the, the worst thing to ever happen. Uh, to this franchise. But considering how much this ownership group has spent in free agency, how successful, by and large, Ross Atkins of Mark Shapiro, been in, they've been in free agency, probably shouldn't have surprised us as much as we thought. And I can't, I, I wish I could remember who who wrote this and it was in, it was in September, and I wish I could credit the... It might have been Jeff Passan. At some point, I think, the dialogue shifted a bit away from Shohei Otani has to stay on the West Coast to Shohei Otani might want to come to the East Coast mm-hmm. where you're playing every game is in prime time. You know, if you're concerned about marketing yourself and, and pushing product, et cetera, et cetera, that may have happened, and a lot of us just just didn't tweak onto it. You know, I, I, I admit, I, I thought the finalists for Shohei Otani were going to be the Dodgers, the Mariners, his agent has got a lot of ties with the Mariners, the Giants, maybe the Angels. I thought those were going to be the teams because everybody thought Shohei wanted to stay on the West. And I think maybe we were, and this says, maybe a lot about not, us not knowing Shohan, not knowing his agent. I think we maybe overplayed that hand and didn't realize that he would, in fact, be interested. In, and, you know, look, I mean, I mean, 
uh, Hideki Matsui. I mean, there have been a ton of guys who played in the East, Japanese players mm-hmm. who played in, in, in the Eastern time zone and had a lot of success. What other reasons uh, may have we may we have overlooked when we consider why Shohei would work or would want to play in Toronto, right? We get all, we're starting to learn more about him or think that we know yeah. about him, but there's some things that we can actually feel positive about that Toronto has the upper edge on compared to other teams that might be in the running. Yeah, really good question. Arden Swelling spent some time with, uh, with Shohei before he was posted. Um, and it's pretty obvious that this is a guy who is really interested in the the nuts and bolts, sort of the biomechanics of pitching, um, you know, health, all of these things. He's, you know, he 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 seems to be a guy who treats his com- treats his body like it's a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> and it's one of the things Ross Atkins said the other day in not confirming that they were speaking to Shohei Otani, but one of the things he talked about was how, you know, people around baseball have noticed that our starting pitchers stay healthy. We have a lot of success, success with guys rehabbing from pitching injuries. And maybe we've underestimated, you know, we keep talking about the high performance department and the, and the minor league complex in Dunedin. I know it drives people nuts. People say, never mind the minor league complex in Dunedin. Get me a cleanup hitter. Mm-hmm. Like just, <laughs> but that seems to have been a real selling point for this guy and I think back to a couple of years ago when Liam Hendricks was a free agent and Liam Hendricks was a free agent of interest to the Blue Jays he visited the minor league complex now he didn't end up signing with the Blue Jays but that was just because they didn't give him the number of Mm -hmm. years that he wanted I mean I've spoken to Liam he loved it he was like blown away he said like the stuff that they have at that minor league complex and the Jays have taken a lot of that stuff and they're putting it into the refurbished Rogers Center. We talk about the premium seating at the Rogers Center. The big deal, and Arden mentioned this, the big deal is what they've done underneath the guts of the stadium, the, the clubhouse, the weight room, the, you know, the medical facilities, the bio lab they've put up there, all of that stuff. And I think that really, that I think kind of taps into what Shohei wants because having seen the Angels spring training complex, it ain't great. I, and, and I think maybe we've underestimated the importance of this minor league complex and all this stuff because I think a lot of guys think differently now. Like young players think differently now. They're comfortable talking about rap soto and, 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 and you know, biomechanical stuff because they're talking about it in high school. <laughs> they're talking about it in college. Places like Vanderbilt. I mean, Vanderbilt's baseball lab would put any baseball lab in the majors to shame, with the exception of the Blue Jays lab, would put it to shame. So I think we underestimate how important that is for guys. Because if you're Shohei Otani, you're going to get 50 to $60 million a year. Wherever. Wherever. Yeah. And if you're a guy, in his case, who's coming off a pretty serious injury, um, you know, maybe you do want to go to a place where they can say to you, look, uh, everything else aside, here are the numbers. Our dudes stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So the baseball nerd uh, taking to the baseball lab does make sense. And, and I think that was the major blind spot when we've been considering Shohei for the last two weeks. And but it's n- funny because I'm just going to jump in, you know, because listen, yeah. when, 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 when the Jays first did this, I, I don't think I'm telling 
tails out of school here. I mean, one of the running jokes around the ballpark was, oh, the Jays' high-performance department. They've got Kenris Morales, like, lifting kettleballs. They're doing all this stuff. And, you know, people around the team would roll their eyes. And, I mean, John Gibbons, and he was the manager here, we'd say, why isn't so-and-so playing? And he'd go, well, yeah. The high performance <laughs> department. We'd, yeah. all, <laughs> we'd all chuckle because what the hell is a high performance department. But it's kind of funny that now that has really turned into uh, a selling point yeah. for players. We've answered the question, right? The, we've answered the blind spot. It's like, oh, there yes, are things I, here that I, you can't get a, in other places. Yeah, and but, I think we need to realize that in this day and age, if you're Shohei Otani, you know, first of all, you, people talk about the weather. It's an indoor ballpark. And you know what? If you are here in February and it really sucks, jump in your private jet and go to Jamaica for a couple of days or wherever <laughs> you want to go. Like the, yeah. I, I think we, you know, Moises Alou told me one time, I kept saying, why do you guys like playing in Montreal so much? You know, you got to go through customs. He goes, Jeff, I'm from the Dominican Republic. Every place I go, I need mm. to have a passport, right? And, and I think a guy like Shohei Otani, no big deal for him if he has to go through customs. It's not crossing an international border isn't a big deal to him. I, I think maybe sometimes we we tend to lose sight of the fact that young guys with a lot of money now, they're just more mobile, right? Mm-hmm. They just, they got more going on than, you know, than those of us in our 60s used to have when we were in our late 20s or 30s. It's just not, it's not the same world. You can get anywhere you want faster. So we've answered, answered the question of why he might want to be here. Uh, but now I think we have to consider the opposite, mm-hmm. which is why he might not want to be here. Uh, privacy is supposed to be something that is of utmost importance to him. And I don't know if we violated today or the city or the media or whatever, whatever happened today mm-hmm. happened today. But can he get privacy here? Like, can he get that part of what he wants Oof. if he's a member of the Toronto Blue Jays? I mean, based on what we've seen today, I mean, if you're Shohei Otani and you're sitting there looking at this, I don't know. If you go to if you go to L.A., you've been in L.A. already. Uh, you know your way around L.A. If you go to the Dodgers, you're as good as you are. You got Mookie Betts. You've got Freddie Freeman. Um, you know you're probably going to be a little more comfortable there than you would be up here. There are a lot of contemporaries in L.A. Yes, whatever whatever injury yes. uh, industry, excuse me. But I just. You know, it would be fascinating to know what he thought about Toronto six years ago. Like, what, when, when he first posted, when he came over from Japan and signed with the Angels, I'd be intrigued to know what he thought of Toronto then and what he thinks of Toronto now. Um, but, yeah, your point's well made. I mean, he, he's not going to be able to hide here. He's going to be a big deal here. And that's why when people say, well, if you come to... Toronto, the good thing is you got a whole country behind you. My response was, when you come to Toronto, Mm. you got a whole country looking at you, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, um, but this gets back to what I said before. We just, we don't know what this guy, we, we, we literally haven't seen a, haven't seen a dude like this before. People think he could just live at the hotel adjacent to the Rogers Center. And then he doesn't have to walk outside at all. He just goes right in. Yeah, you know, (laughs) this whole thing. Like, trust me, most ball players go to the park at one in the afternoon or two in the mm-hmm. afternoon, stay till midnight or one. Now guys work out on their own schedule a lot. Then they go back home. Then they come back. Like, the, it, it's not like 
And trust me, if there's a, a major snowstorm or something like that, Shohei Otani will figure out a way to get to the ballpark <laughs> if there's a game at the Rogers yeah. Center that night. Um, it's just, again, it's just not, it's not that big a thing. Um, certainly not as big as it, as, as it used to be. And, um, you know, look, we, they, the, 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 Raptors, the Raptors have had NBA stars here who've been pretty comfortable. You know, the Leafs. I mean, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews is a... William Nylander takes the TTC to games. Well, but my point is, you know, yeah. these are guys that are pretty marketable, young guys. I mean, I don't know. Austin Matthews, this social life seems to be, seems to have gone okay when he's here. And I don't mean that and other than it, it, it doesn't seem to have affected him. So I think sometimes we, we kind of overestimate that. I mean, Shohei Otani's used to having 50,000 people watch him. And he's used to having 50,000 people see him when he makes mistakes. I kind of think the dude would be okay walking from here to, I don't know, some restaurant with, with having a couple of people stop him for autographs. I think he'd probably make it work. There'll only be 49 at that reservation tonight with you saying, <laughs> Yeah, we got to do when this is done. We got to do, do a list of the dumbest things. Oh, that made me laugh. We Sorry. do have to do a list of the dumbest things that happened. And uh, that- that was today was a day. Another day. Another today day. was a day. day. Yeah, we got other things to do. Um, okay, we're gonna do um, a little bit of a, a betting segment, but I want to ask you before we show what the current lines are, uh, because the Jays have you know their odds up to win the World Series, to win the American League, of course, with Shohei on this team. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know there's gonna be other pieces added, but are they AL champs? Are they World Series champs? Are they up in the top four for you? Uh, with Shohei, they're easily in the top four. Mm-hmm. But there's still some pieces to be done, as we talked yeah, about earlier in the show. But, but I, yeah, and I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see how bringing Shohei in would prevent them from doing anything else they need to do. Well, if you believe what Jeff Blair has to say, you can put your money where his mouth is. Good After setup. today, I would be very careful. Okay, <laughs> time now for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Take a chance. Okay, we're talking about... This is pre-Shohei Otani signing, wherever he's signing. So right now, um, the odds for the Blue Jays to win the World Series, to do the damn thing, it's plus 1,100. So I think that these will shift regardless of where Shohei signs. If if Shohei signs in Toronto or the Dodgers or wherever, that's your money right there. Take it if you'd like. Yeah, I guess you're trying to beat news here. I guess I'll try to beat news uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Again, we have no idea if it's going to happen or not, but if you can get ahead of it, uh, then maybe you have a value bet in the chamber uh, before Mm -hmm. uh, the season even begins. So Jays to win the American League plus 550. I'm not sure that I prefer mine over yours now looking at them. Might just take the 11 to 1 uh, because (laughs) you're banking on Shohei signing uh, with the Blue Jays anyway. So yeah, if you want to get ahead of it, there's still time. We're still in that 96-hour window, Mm -hmm. but the clock is ticking. All right, that was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. Take a chance. Uh, we got still another half hour here on the fan pregame. We're going to be joined by Ben Nicholson-Smith, who was at Pearson Airport a little earlier ago. He might be on his way back. He might be at home already. So we're going to discuss how the airport was. Um, you know how it was. Crowded, hectic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get your Nexus cards. Um, and then Blake Murphy will join us uh, to round up the show. Uh, he's been here in the bullpen for the last couple of days waiting for He's it. chomping at the pit. Man, that guy cannot wait to get on yeah. and get his takes. Of course, he's on the Raptor show, but of Jay's Talk Plus. So he'll help round out uh, what has been a bit of a chaotic day for everyone. But, I mean, the biggest and most important news is Blue Jays still very much here at the finish line with a couple other teams. No Shohei in 
the country at this moment. Sounds like he's still in California. Um, all of that being confirmed, still feel pretty positive about everything. It just it was a funny, chaotic day, and sometimes as fans. Just got to laugh it off. <laughs> yeah, it was a busy day. The day's not complete. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if there's not another twist in this story. But mm-hmm. again, what we know, Shohei not in Toronto today, was in the facilities in Dunedin on Monday, remain a finalist, and a decision on Shohei Otani is expected, I guess, before the weekend is through. <sighs> and the Raptors play tonight, so, you know. Hornets, that's a big one. Sportsnet 1, Raptors, <laughs> Hornets, 7 o'clock. You can, you know, de-stress a little bit by watching them go at it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we'll take a break. The fan pregame will come back. Ben Nicholson-Smith and Blake Murphy on the other side. Dalish and Justin. And thanks to Jeff Blair for staying around for another half hour with us. We'll be right back. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on the fan pregame, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet 590. The fan, Justin and Ailish, here for the next half hour, deciphering what's going on in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. Take it as you'd like. Um, Drake just posted a photo of him in, in oh boy. Shohei Otani jersey. We, we've now, like, that's the free that's square here we are, on this process. We have Drake now reached that point. Involving himself in uh, the manner that he has. Shohei jersey on Drake's body. So take it as you'd like. <laughs> Mm. Let's talk to the real reporters. Ben Nicholson-Smith joining us. Ben, I appreciate you jumping on. I know it's been kind of a crazy day. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I just uh, have had definitely a lot of uh, texts and, um, yeah, different conversations with people trying to figure out what's going on here. And um, we're kind of where we were yesterday, which is to say that Shohei Otani um, has yet to choose his next team. Um, I'm told he's in California at this point despite a certain plane that uh, tracked uh, that flew across the country and we all tracked it pretty closely. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite a day. Yeah, it has been quite a day. Uh, and we're searching for truths, obviously. And I don't know how many of them that we have other than the ones that you just laid out there, but h- how did this all take on a life form of its own here? Like uh, we got swept up, obviously maybe the answer is just social media, uh, but today took on a far different tenor than I guess we expected. And as you mentioned, we're kind of back to where we started. Yeah, you know, I think it's understandable for people to get excited when a player of this caliber is out there and because he's not sharing a lot of information about um, what's happening in his life, then it does create a little bit of a vacuum of of information and people jump to fill it. And I think that's totally understandable and and makes sense under the circumstances. But and it's easy to get it's easy to enjoy moments of that too like when this opera singer tweets that you say has a reservation in <laughs> toronto i mean that's kind of fun right but maybe uh you know opera singers don't necessarily like maybe sometimes they have good information and maybe not all the time so um you know this is not to not to take shots at anyone but it's all part of the ride and um yeah we we have to you know certainly for myself being in the position of being a reporter on this like i'm gonna be really careful to just say what i've heard from you know sources that i trust and what i've heard right now is that the blue jays are front runners uh or, or, or at least finalists maybe front runners um you know the dodgers are are also finalists and maybe in this thing and other teams might be as well um you know i don't i don't want to be quoted saying the blue jays are front runners in this because we don't know that but they mm-hmm. definitely are finalists we can say that for sure 
and they are definitely still in this thing. So we'll see where it all leads. Does the cone of silence kind of explain how this got out of hand a little bit? Because, yeah, if we know anything about Shohei is that he wants this all to be very, very quiet. And for that reason, maybe we don't question opera singers because no one actually wants to stand out in front and say something about the situation. Because I guess if you're saying that that report's not right, well, then you're saying something about this negotiation process. Yeah, it's... I think it's reflective of just how how good of a player Shohei Otani is. Because if he was someone who hit 10 home runs a year and he was a reliever, or you know, if he stole 25 bases and had a 650 OPS, like no one would care. It's it's really because he's a singular talent and he has the chance to transform whatever team he ends up signing with. And again, that still could be the Blue Jays. Um, and I've certainly heard from people who who believe that the Blue Jays are a real, real contender in this. And all of the smoke today doesn't mean that there won't eventually be fire here. But um, at this point, there does not appear to be an agreement. He is in Southern California and the Blue Jays roster remains um, just the way it was the other day, which is to say they have a ton of work to do. And maybe Shohei Otani can be the solution to some of their problems. Maybe not. But yeah, it's it's been a it's been quite a day i think just um you know for for those of us who are tracking this minute by minute on twitter and elsewhere today it's a little bit of a of a ride that ends in a little bit of disappointment for today because there's no resolution and because shohei otani remains a free agent but um you know there are more developments to come here at some point he will sign and that will be uh, its own kind of experience and you know e- even like today there's just there's just so much misinformation out there. Like there was at one point today, there was a fake Twitter account of me out there, and it's like we all need to kind of we all kind of have to do uh, ourselves a favor and just like double check and slow down a little bit on a day like this. Okay, so that's great perspective to add, and I, I wonder if you can help map out what would need to happen next. So if you're under the understanding that Shohei is not in this country and is in Southern California. Do you think physicals need to happen still? Does a contract need to be signed in Toronto? Can it be signed on, you know, DocuSign? Can it be signed um, (laughs) in Dunedin? Can they do a press conference in an hour? Or do Japanese media need to come in? Like, how does this work to get to the finish line for any team, whether it's Toronto or any other team that you've mentioned could be a finalist? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Because these logistics have to happen, right? There are certain things that that need to occur before this can can happen. I, I think for most major league teams, and the Blue Jays are regarded as one of the one of the more stickler type teams out there when it comes to physicals. And but I think for most major league teams, they would probably want their own doctors to take a look at a player on within their own facilities. So whether that's spring facilities or whether that's their major league facilities, most teams standard practice would be you'd want to get a look at the player um, in your own environment. Then you would also like there's no chance that they would call a press conference with just a couple hours notice. I, I think that for so many reasons, I mean, this is a, this will be for someone a huge, huge press conference mm-hmm. that would be a triumphant moment for ownership, whether that's in Los Angeles or San Francisco or Chicago or Toronto, there will be, it's, it's just a huge moment for the franchise as a whole. And so that would mean um, involvement from uh, everyone in that organization, um, it would mean giving media notice um, of at least, you know, I don't know, 12 hours, something like that. I, I, I would think even 24 hours. But, you know, if there were, 
it, it could be announced one night and then the, the press conference could take place the following uh, the following day. Um, but but yeah, there are certain logistical elements that have to be considered here. And um, yeah, so that's that's all part of this as the as the Otani camp kind of mulls these different offers over. Uh, for free agents that have signed around this point in the year, the calendar year, uh, where do those players usually do their physicals with the Blue Jays? It would depend. Um, if there's a player that lives in Florida, then it wouldn't be uncommon for that player to go to the Blue Jays spring facility and just pop over there. Lots of players live in Florida. It's easy to do. Um, if the player lives maybe in Puerto Rico or the Dominican or Texas or California, then probably a good chance they would just do the physical in Toronto. Um, but every situation is unique. Um, and, you, you know, the Blue Jays, too, might have had the chance already to look at some of the medical information for Shohei Otani, certainly in their negotiations. That would be something that they would want to have access to. And so it's possible that some of those some of those items have been crossed off. But still, I would expect that some sort of physical would have to take place before an agreement is reached. Uh, ben, if the Blue Jays were selling the idea of privacy to Shohei Otani, uh, do you think that took a hit today? <laughs> well, maybe to some extent, yeah. Um, at the same time, none of this is new to Shohei Otani. It's new to us, right? Because, you know, we're used to covering, like, Justin Smoke and Freddie Galvis. Um, and for Shohei Otani, this is his normal. So, I don't know. Um, it probably wouldn't be a point in Toronto's favor necessarily, but he knows that he's going to have a global audience wherever he goes, and that's something that's just a reality he carries with him. It's nothing that he can escape. As long as he's playing baseball at this level, there will be a huge, huge appetite for information about him, for images of him, um, and so I think that that's just part of his existence and not necessarily tied to Toronto. Well, Ben, we appreciate your time today. It's been a busy one. Uh, it's been a long day, but looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out because, as you said, you know, we're still at the finish line there and hopefully we're the ones that get over the quickest. <laughs> appreciate yeah, it, Ben. Jay, Thanks so much. Absolutely. Jay's very much of a chance to land him. That is still very, very much on the table. just hasn't happened yet, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see them land Shohei Otani. So, um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe this will all lead to the place that a lot of Jays fans <laughs> want it to. Um, we'll just see. It just might take a little longer than expected. Definitely made the journey uh, a bit more chaotic, uh, to say the least. Thanks, Ben. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully lots of good things happen for all of us. Yeah, thanks. You too. <laughs> that was Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet and at the Letters podcast. Uh, a busy one. It's good to get some truths, some good perspective about how timelines work because this is the first time that anyone has gone through this level of, I guess, uh, fiasco maybe um, is a good way to put it. And yeah, things don't just happen in the blink of an eye. Press conferences aren't called one hour before. Uh, you know, you have to do the physicals. You have to get the people through the processes before you sign a franchise-altering global superstar. So it's just good to good to have him lay that out for us. Yeah, it feels like those takes about how, hey, Shohei Otani's making uh, this free agent process way less interesting than it could have been, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this could have been so celebratory, so interesting. It could be something that engages the entire baseball universe. I mean, maybe too quick on that because, because it's been so quiet, mm -hmm. because there's a cone of silence, I think it's allowing speculation to run rampant 
and it's becoming, in a sense, entertaining, but also a little reckless and dangerous at the same time. So I don't know if those baseball media types are getting exactly what they wanted, but saying it wasn't entertaining, well, it's it's definitely got to that point. Today was maybe one of the most fun days I've had on social media in a very long time. Uh, there was a buzz in the newsroom, it, that's for it, sure. There was a buzz in the newsroom. Uh, and Blake, you've been sitting around with us. I uh, appreciate you, you staying back, being in the bullpen for the last couple of days, <laughs> waiting for I something. Live here now. Where yes. are you sleeping, by yeah, the way? Where is, do you have like a nook in this office? I live or? close-ish, so it's not that bad. But yeah, <laughs> okay. like I'm watching the Raptor game here because I'm mm-hmm. on with you guys until it starts and... Yeah, but look, this is I live for this stuff. Like I I came up on NBA stuff like where when DeAndre Jordan was a free agent and the Mavs thought they had signed him, the Clippers kidnapped him and they were all all the players were tweeting emojis <laughs> oh, yeah. hinting at oh, it and Mark funny. Cuban was allegedly like driving around the street <laughs> trying to get DeAndre Jordan to answer his text. This is nothing yet. This is this has matched Kawhi Watch, mm. but we can do we can do more than this over the course of the weekend. Okay, what should we do? I'm not advocating for it. I'm just <laughs> saying the the bar the bar can be pushed high. Uh, that's funny. Uh, okay, so we've covered a bunch of different perspectives with Jeff Blair, and then now Ben Nicholson Smith, and now with you, Blake. We kind of want to talk about the difference between I believe, and maybe I'm not gonna put words in your guys' mouth, but it feels like it's Blue Jays or Dodgers at this point. Like, let's just narrow in on those two. Uh, okay. I know we could compare other rosters, but they are the betting favorites. They are the betting favorites. They are what most people are saying are the two at the finish line. Um, let's look at the benefits maybe of either for Shohei to sign. Just like if Shohei's looking at the Dodgers, what's most appealing for him just as a team, not, you know, L.A. being a nice thing to live in as well. Yeah, L.A. is part of it and you know he chose LA last time but with an asterisk because Mm -hmm. the Angels play in Anaheim which uh, if you've ever been to Anaheim is not Los Angeles uh, (laughs) very much not 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 Los Angeles. Well everyone knows where it is now because they've seen the flight track from where Anaheim is. John Wayne Airport or whatever it is. A little quieter there than LAX. (laughs) Yeah Yeah. Um, but look the Dodgers have at least a competitive pedigree they've made the playoffs 11 times in a row they've only won the World Series once during that stretch but it's really hard to win multiple World Series. Uh, look at the Braves. They've won one during this era as well. Um, but the Dodgers will try to sell them on that. We are so competitive that we're never at risk of missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, we need you to push us over the line. And, hey, not only do we spend a bunch to stay competitive, we've done something the Jays haven't been able to do, the Giants haven't been able to do, the Cubs haven't been able to do. We've got one of the best farm systems in baseball still, even though we've been win now for like a decade. So if we need more support, we have the tools to go out and get more. That's the competitive pitch if you're the Dodgers. The Dodgers pitch also depends at least a little bit on, yes, the market, um, the fact that being on the West Coast, you're a little more aligned with, Uh, The time back in Japan where, you know, here we're a 14-hour difference. They're 11-hour or backwards, (laughs) three hours difference, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a part of it as well. Um, You know, even looking at the plane stuff today, I was looking at it. And when we saw that it was leaving at noon, I'm like, huh, but this would be in the middle of the night Tokyo time. Mm-hmm. So is he really going to release a press release while Tokyo's it makes sense. asleep? Now well, Tokyo's awake. Show, be 8 a.m. And then yeah. I, I Tokyo's was thinking awake, that, man. Yeah. You, you can make that decision yeah. now. But mm-hmm. I think those are the things the Dodgers are, are throwing out there. I think the West Coast thing is part of why um, I've seen some people not rule out the Giants yet or, or say not to rule out the Giants. Um, the NL West is a little friendlier than the American League East competitively. So if you're the Dodgers, that's part of what you're making the case. But where the Jays are probably making their case. In addition to the city of Toronto, the international part of it, the the lifestyle, the fact that it's not L.A. or New York, you get the big city part of it, but you maybe don't have the same demands as L.A. or New York. Um, the Blue Jays have dumped a ton of money into redoing their facilities in Dunedin, redoing their facilities here in Toronto. 
at the fan level, I get if people don't care, but the Dodgers share a spring training facility with the Chicago White Sox because for too long, both of those teams were like, eh, it's not worth it. We don't care to invest in it. So if I'm the Jays, I'm hitting those parts. You're a big off-season mm-hmm. plan guy. You're a process-oriented guy. Um, here's You're Blake, rehabbing an injury. Here's Blake's speak. process over results t-shirt. You can have it. <laughs> like, um, oh, those, yeah. are, those are the notes Toronto's trying to hit. San, Fran, San Fran's probably trying to thread some needle in between. And what I think San Fran, I mean, they're not, they're not the Dodgers, and I don't think they're the Blue Jays. Maybe they could be the Blue Jays by the end of the offseason. But we're looking at the meat of a batting order that Otani could join. And we're talking bets. Freeman, Otani. I mean, would there be any comparison in the last, I don't know, say a decade to what that could potentially look like for the Dodgers? I mean, the closest thing is probably this year's Braves team that set the all-time record for home runs in a season. Mm. Um, Now that team was bounced in the playoffs too because baseball playoffs are weird. Um, But yeah, if you're selling that vision competitively and you're the Blue Jays, you have to make the sales pitch that Bo and Vlad can reach higher levels. You know, Vlad, we've seen him reach that level for like two-thirds of a season. Um, Bo is very, very good. But you have to be able to sell that those guys have more upside and they're ready to, to take a step because you're right. The lineup, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are two all-timers and two of the top three or four MVP candidates perennially mm-hmm. in the National League. And there are four MVPs between those three. Uh, if you're the Blue Jays, you're selling, obviously, the baseball labs in two different countries. Uh, but you might be selling the pitching, too. You look at the Dodgers, and it's it's not very impressive. Kershaw can't do it forever. But the Blue Jays don't need Otani to pitch right away, even if he didn't pitch in year two. If that was the baseball lab does not regenerate an arm, he <laughs> can still be very valuable to the Blue Jays, and they don't take a hit because their pitching is that good. Is that one of the major uh, differences between the Dodgers and Blue Jays? Blue Jays are ready to pitch now. Yeah, I, I think so. And that's, you know, that's what undid the Dodgers in the playoffs. Clayton Kershaw tried his best pitching at way less than 100%, but they just didn't have the arms by the end. And they've had a tough run of injuries over the years, but they also have not restocked the pitching pipeline as well as they have on the hitting side. So, yeah, I think that's part of it. If you're the Blue Jays, you're like, look, we've got, we were the best staff and bullpen in baseball last year, arguably. We've got the top four in that group back. Um, one of them is Kikuchi, who you know and have a relationship with. I was texting. You may idolize, in fact. Yeah, I was I texting. Hope so. I was texting with a, a friend, Takeshi Shibata, who who I got to know when Jeremy Lin was on the Raptors, and he's to, he's Japan based, and he sent me a video this morning of like. Um, Japanese media and they're really hammering the like wouldn't it be cool if Shohei and Kikuchi were on the same Mm. team here's video of them you know last time the Angels played the Jays Um, so I think the the pitching component is real Um, look not only do we have pitching but look at how healthy our pitching has Mm. been the last couple years obviously we're doing something to keep these guys fresh and keep them guys keep coming here and having career seasons not universally but a lot Stay of guys for Manoa but yeah yeah a lot of guys come yeah. here and, and get better and Manoa did have a career like season Hunjin here Ryu, he like just came also back. had a career worst season Hunjin Ryu rehabbed back like beyond anyone's wildest imagination this year there's a good example of someone he got himself to a point where he's gonna sign I don't know where he's gonna sign a contract but he's gonna sign a contract this winter um okay Ben uh Ben I, Ben I'm looking at Ben's notes uh Blake uh in terms of things that the Blue Jays might want to do to add to this roster with Shohei. So Shohei, let's say, woohoo, we have Shohei. Now the roster isn't complete. You want to make this World Series caliber? You can't just go half measure. So what else would they be targeting? What's the next thing on the to-do list? So I think it would be more of a trade-oriented approach than a free agent approach. The free agent bin is is pretty light. It's Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman at this point, and then a big gap and like Heimer Condelario is off the board, and that's a big deal. 
Um, so that's what the free agent side looks like on the on the position player side. Look, some of this is going to be if they pay Shohei Otani sixty million a year or whatever, there is not going to be ample budget to re-sign Matt Chapman for twenty million, go out and address left field for fifteen million, et cetera. They're gonna have to solve some of that internally and hope that one or two of Arelvis Martinez, Addison Barger, Davis Schneider, who we gotta look at, um, Spencer Horwitz, like someone in that group has to has to pop in spring training and fill one of these gaps. Um, the other thing is, yeah, you guys mentioned Manoa. They've played it as if we'll trade him if you value him like 2022 Manoa. I wonder if that comes down a little bit if, you know, they have to make a cash neutral trade to address one of these holes, get a young player with some controllability like Manoa has, who's just a little further along competitively than some of their prospects. Okay, so plan A is Shohei, plan B was Soto, uh, and they missed out on plan B, and that, therefore the dangers of being in the Shohei race uh, are real, uh, but if it's plan C uh, and maybe D, E, F, whatever, because the rest of the baseball world continues to move along, are they in like an ultimate feast or famine sort of situation here chasing Shohei? Like, is there really a legitimate option to turn to or a legitimate path forward to be competitive in the American League East if Shohei decides to go elsewhere? I think they can try, certainly, and they'll they'll have to, right? Like, they're, they've lost pieces from last year, but pieces that you could address you could go out and get Cody Bellinger you could re-sign Matt Chapman you could you know make a trade for you know who knows Lane Thomas or whoever this year's version of Dalton Varsho is you can continue to do that stuff and I think the kind of guiding principle here is going to be like the gap after Shohei and Soto is so enormous so obviously it would be underwhelming whatever they end up with but I can't imagine they got the approval to make the kind of offers it's going to take to bring in Shohei Otani And the plan C after that is, well, we just won't spend that money. We'll leave the new suites empty that we're asking for a five-year commitment on and stuff like that. Um, Like, they still have a lot of new premium seats to sell and a lot of season tickets to sell. And there were some nights last year where those attendances were down to, like, 22,000 people. And I think they want to avoid that these coming years. So I think they will still try to be very competitive. It's just, you know, expectation-wise, the gap from Shohei to everyone else is just so enormous. You've covered a lot of sports in your lifetime. <laughs> How would this moment rank in terms of, I guess, historical moments for Canadians, for baseball fans, for writers, for Torontonians? Yeah, it's pretty big. Like, as a signing, I have trouble putting it ahead of some of the, like, actual stuff that's happened, like the Raptors winning the championship, the golden goal. This is maybe one unique to me, but GSP winning the title in the first UFC ever in Montreal. Like, those are ones that... You know, the outcome is way easier to think of historically. But in terms of, like, statements and how much it would mean to the short and long-term future of the franchise, like, this would be massive. This is, like, 92-93 Blue Jays stuff where it was star after star after star getting added to the core. The closest thing on the Blue Jays side since then would be, like, you know, they brought in Roger Clemens for a couple seasons. Um, Really, there isn't a lot of history of that, even though the Jays have had some good years. So, um, yeah, this is, like... What if Kawhi stayed and you were guaranteed that even if he got hurt, he could still play mm. offense, just couldn't play the defensive <laughs> yeah. end? It's like, like this is, a, this is pretty huge. In terms of uh, legacy here for the guys running this organization, Mark Shapiro, Ross Atkins, uh, I think Shapiro's is probably safe. I don't know if I can say the same about Ross Atkins, but does it, does it kind of hinge this decision 
when evaluating the performance of those two on this decision for Shohei Otani? Yeah, I think, you know, the upside for these guys reputationally and job security-wise is pretty high, right? Like, you get, you do the pitch that gets Shohei Otani, and unless the roster around it completely crumbles and you you're, have an angel situation where you're not successful, you know, it's about the biggest thing you could say at a, at a job re-up meeting or contract negotiation. I got Shohei Otani the greatest player any of us yeah. will ever see probably in the door. Um, if they whiff, you know, Ross Atkins didn't get let go at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think it changes it immediately, but I do think that that pressure and that expectation of you are not a first round playoff team, do whatever you have to do to move that forward, make sure the fan base is engaged and there are sellouts. Like that is still the expectation, whether or not Shohei comes in the door and that's what they'll be evaluated on. They're just, they're not going to change GMs like mid off season because they whiffed on Shohei. Um, mm. Okay, last one for you. How does this change the sport dynamic in the city? Leafs, Raptors, Blue Jays, TFC, Argos. Like, there's some teams in very different spots right now. But is this, like, the hot ticket? You're going to every game. You're now the top of the food chain. Sorry, Willie. Sorry, Matthews and Scotty. Sorry, Leafs. Yeah, look, if the Leafs make a playoff run, people are going to jump back on, right? But if the Leafs are, you know, it's been a pretty underwhelming season so far. It hasn't been, and certainly yesterday wasn't the most fun. Um, Yeah, I think the Jays are clearly the hottest ticket in town, and that's for local fans as well as traveling fans. Like, Shohei is a sellout everywhere he goes, uh, and that could be really big for sports in this city uh, as well. It also probably means I'm looking at the NBA trade deadline that's two months from now and lines up nicely with the pitchers and catchers reporting. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe I pulled the shoot on this 35-win Raptor that, team too. That's the key. Just follow what Blake Murphy's doing and, and you kind of know uh, what to watch for. I, I, it'll be like, uh, maybe I'm putting too much into it, but 2015 every night, 81 nights. I mean, you have that expectation from day one. You're not a 500 team Ooh. at the deadline hoping it works. Hottest ticket in town. Okay, well, that was a, that was a fun day. It's going to continue on. we got lots. Uh, of course, if anything happens, Blake sleeps at this studio in this building. So you, he'll be available <laughs> if anything I needs to happen. i got to write happen. off the Raptor game that starts in five minutes. Oh, true, so. true, true. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was a fun one. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. The Blairs, the Bens, and the Blakes uh, did a good job at getting us all back to logical, factual Shohei news. And it will continue. And hopefully on Monday, we'll come back with maybe a Shohei jersey on our backs. All right. <laughs> it's a fan-free game.